your comic book pit. Okay. Welcome to episode 263 of the Comic Book Pit Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Scott. And that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Jared. <laughs> Live on the Facebook. That's and we're all back together. Again. It's a big happy family. We're on uh, Facebook. Holy right. smokes. <laughs> it's like gadzooks. Yeah, so we're we're having a little fun here. We're uh, streaming live on Facebook for the first time ever. Well, I think this is a this is a comic book pit first. It's kinda, it's more importantly, weird. we're all together. That's uh, that, yeah. That's, that's another comic book pit yeah, first. Epic. Is that we're all together? Yeah, epic I don't. Moments. I don't think we've had a a full quorum and since probably now la- la- like last year. Free comic day? Maybe? You mean like last year is in December or last year is in like no, a year ago? Probably last year, like in the fall. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, like around, you know, like December 31st, everyone's always like, oh, see you next year. Yeah. And it's like well, a day I mean, later and you're just like, yeah. It's uh, a grandpa uh, joke. Well, you know, yeah. well, and, and of course we, we've had our, our fair share of technical issues mm. and scheduling snafus and it happens. Yeah. But, um, but we're here in the awesome Sorgatron Media Studios. Holy smokes. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. It's quaint. <laughs> Everything is and yeah. sunny Dormont, uh, yeah. beautiful downtown beach view, beach view, beach view, sir. Oh, beach view. Beach beach view. Sorry, yeah, you better check Sorry. yourself. Sorry, <laughs> the Sorry. the natives will get you. <laughs> I'm from North for sales. So I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so, um, so this is our our comic talk episode where we just talk comics. comics? What I know, it's weird. On right? a comic book pit, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um anyone wanna wanna lead us off? Um I could start if you want. Go Please for do, it. Scott. What I'm, have you been reading? I don't know what anyone else is reading, but I know what I'm reading. Um so I picked up the new issue of Strangers in Paradise. I can even hold it up to the camera. Look at that. Look at that. Ooh. So it's Strangers in Paradise twenty five is what it I believe the official title. Um but this is marks the return of uh Terry Moore to his epic uh, series, original series, Strangers in Paradise, um, which pretty much, as far as indie comics go, this is, like, the best of the best to me. Like, this is my mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, he took a... He, he ended his other series a few years ago and did some other books along the way. Um, one included a, a series called Echo, and that was an interesting read, but it was very, it was very sciencey. That was a that was a comic book pit favorite for a while. Yeah, yeah. That was that was one that that both you and I read yeah. and reviewed a lot of. Uh, confusing at times, I thought too, if I remember right. Mostly, yeah, mostly confusing. <laughs> mostly confusing. Um, he was big on the uh, golden. I can't remember what that's called. The golden spiral. That uh, that's a math mathematical thing about. Symmetry in nature. It was like, and, and just going that far, like that's how confusing that book was. Yeah, like you lost nuts. me already. Yeah, I was already like uh, seashells. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he did another book after that called Motor Girl, and um, that just wrapped up. And I was going to mention that briefly as well. So this is like the multi-title mm-hmm. review right here. Um, this is the, the Terry Moore corner. Terry Moore corner. I probably talked about the first issue, or I think we did like last year. Yeah. Um, so Motor Girl was much shorter series. It was only ten issues, 
And uh, here's the final issue. Try not to do the sun here. Yeah, it's <laughs> not working. Um, but basically, um, the long and short of that book was was about a, um, uh, a post-traumatic stress disorder person mm-hmm. who was in, I'm going to say Iraq, but basically they were, um, the way the book starts out, it's almost cartoony in the way that she has like a friend that's a, an, an ape and there's aliens that visit her and you think like, oh, this is like a cartoon book and then like towards the end you realize it's actually PTSD and uh, she has like shrapnel in her head that she needs to have removed. Oh to or she'll die and it's like oh my god this is like so serious but it was like um it was a great just a great read like you could probably read the 10 issues together in an afternoon um now that it's all out um and i won't say but there is like it leaves questions as to what was real Mm -hmm. like were the aliens real was the ape real like and it's really cool how he did it because he didn't try to answer everything and just be like oh well you know so it does leave it open as far as, um, you know, what the viewer wants to take from it, okay. or reader, I should say. So you said it, it, it only was uh, 10 issues? It was only 10 issues. and um, that's, that's kind of um, unusual for him. He seems to go, you know, have a longer right. run on, for his a lot of his series. Right. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I mean, getting back to Strangers in Paradise, I think that was like 90-some issues, or mm-hmm. I think the third... One was 90 issues, but he actually had uh, a three-issue volume one. A tw- I think it was 12 or 15 issues of volume two, and then 90 issues of volume three. So now he's back um, with Strangers in Paradise 25, it's called. And this is probably the best reintroduction of known, you know, these characters <laughs> that I, I don't, I can't imagine another way that he would have done this better. Um, basically, though, that. It starts with um, Kachu is the main character of Strangers in Paradise. And throughout the series, you learn that she has worked for uh, this agency called the Darcy. It was like the Darcy Girls or the Parker Girls. Darcy was the leader. Parker (laughs) Girls. And um, they were trained to be like spies and assassins and stuff like that. They were typically um, blonde-haired girls. And that was kind of the, the note noteworthy thing um in this book it opens up with a uh just a, a guy at the mall and a, a little kid steals his phone <laughs> and he's like hey come back here with that and the kid throws the phone to this other kid and the kid runs up the escalator and uh and then he throws the phone down to catch you and it's like oh. you know like five pages in and you look and it's like Holy crap, she set this whole thing up to get this guy's phone. She takes a chip out of it, drops the phone, and leaves. And the guy's like, what the heck? So the guy calls home. He's like, oh, this really weird thing happened at the mall and when I was at lunch. And then the woman's like, who was this? You know, like his wife or girlfriend was like, who was this person? And then he's, she's like, is this a, is she blonde? Is she six feet or five feet? I need to know. And, like, she was just like... <laughs> Then she's like, "Oh my god!" And she like knew who Kachu was. So then she like bolts and goes on the run. And the guy is just like, "What the heck happened to my you know fiance or girlfriend, whatever?" And um, so then Kachu's on like on the case. Basically, she took the phone to find out where this woman was. The woman bolted, and at the end of the of uh, the issue, she meets the guy, and she's like. Um, I need I need to find her, you know, like you'll you'll help me find her. Hmm. And um the tieback, which is why I mentioned Echo, the tieback, um Tambi is one of the other women in this book who's the six foot one, and she actually appeared in Echo. So there's actually a crossover between all his books. Oh, interesting. Um the Terry verse, we'll call hmm. it. I love and, that name. Yeah, the Terryverse. Um, so Tambi actually appeared in Echo briefly, like on one page, like maybe one panel. And it was like, whoa, why is she in this? Like, this is so crazy. 
she actually explains it in this issue of what she was doing in Echo. And the hmm. so then the the reason then the reasoning here why Catchu is after this woman is she was involved in that program in Echo and if she talks about the Parker girls, then Catchu's quiet life with Francine and Francine's bait, uh, you know little girl is over. So Catchu's like, no, I have to go find this woman and stop her. Hmm. So it turns out like you go back and you're like, oh my god, the girl that's bolted out of the house is the girl that she needs to get so that they can have their quiet life again. And it's like, so it's like, it's all back on, like, wow. And it's all because of like what happened in Echo, which was like uh, earth shattering event. Like literally, they could have blown up the world in that in that series, mm-hmm. and they stopped it. So, like, th- I was like, this is all in one issue. Well, I was like, this is amazing and, for a first issue. And what's funny? What's funny cool. to me is, didn't now, I don't claim to have a ton of knowledge about Strangers in Paradise. But didn't it start off as kind of like a, like a s- sort of slice of life, it like did. romance comedy, and then it morphed into like this crime and spy drama, and it did. It started out. It as, really ran um, the gamut of. There was David storytelling. There was the guy David who um, wanted to get the courage to talk to a girl at the museum, and the girl was Catchu. And that's all it it was. And she was just staring at this piece of artwork, and she didn't want to talk to him. And somehow, though, he managed to get to know her. Um, and then I forget how Francine kind of worked into that. But it was always about the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what turned out later, I think David then turned out to be the brother of Darcy, who was the leader of the Parker girls. So then it was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, Ketchu's got a secret life. And, you know, and Francine just wants to have a normal life, you know, and but Catchu and Francine were a couple, so or, or tried to be, yeah, you know, and they had to sort all of that out so that they could actually have their, you know, their cake and eat it too, kind of thing. And then they're like, yeah. so so they made it there, you know. By the end of the series, they actually made it; they were actually happy. And now it's like, no, yeah, it's over. So <laughs> as far as a relaunch, just I was like, wow, they just sucked me right back in. So, so. It, the other thing that's interesting to me is that a lot of times when you see creators going back to their original source material, like what made them yeah, kind of, you know, put them on the map in the first place, it it doesn't always go well. You know, with the like like the old saying, like you you can't go home again. Yeah. But it sounds like in this case, I mean, for you being kind of like a diehard fan, it was it felt right. It definitely felt right, and it was like I say that lead-in that was so, um, you know, like yeah, it's a kid at the mall. Like, what's this about? And then it's like, oh, Catchu's actually set up this entire thing to steal this guy's phone. You know, I was like, this is brilliant. Like, it's <laughs> like a a movie intro. Um, and yeah, I think we were talking about that too. Like, um, another uh, mage just returned. I think we talked on the last comic show. Right. Um, so yeah, that's another one that, yeah, people are coming back to their old properties and, you know, what, what's, the, new what's life. saying uh, everything old is new again. Yeah. So you, you don't return home, but you can, <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, what was it? What was the line from a gross point blank? You, you can't, you can't go home again, but you, you can shop there. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it was? <laughs> I love, I love that movie. That's great. So. <laughs> So there you go. So That's, so so your so your Terry verse picks were thumbs up, thumbs up, way up, thumbs way up. <laughs> cool. How long was it gone? When did it end? Um, I don't know. It was. Uh, it had to be eight years, maybe. Oh, that's all. Okay, so it ran. I'm saying eight to ten. But yeah, I, because been gone for a while. Because yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was like two thousand, but yeah, because I never I've, really read it, so I'm. I would say uh, there was a year for uh, Motor Girl, and then there was forty some issues of Echo. Echo, and then there. Was, so that would have been did, a good four or five years. And then he did uh, Rachel Rising. Oh, and Rachel Rising—that was the other one, which I never read, but that went for a while, didn't it? Oh yeah, it that did. Went, that went for a couple of years. That's right. I, I totally blanked on that. Um, Rachel Rising, yeah, that ran. 
And that was kind Probably of Probably about 40 issues as well, I think. And that was more of like his like horror yeah. kind of I, I, story. I'd hate to see how that one would mix with uh, <laughs> the rest of the Terryverse, though. Because what a... It's the extended Terryverse. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fr- it's like the fringe of uh, the Terryverse. So, but that was oh, that was a great one, too. But, yeah, that's that one's harder to picture, actually, uh, matching mm-hmm. the rest of it. Because they... they uh, Went into uh, supernatural stuff in that one, so yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I'd say maybe maybe it's been ten years since uh, since the original. But but the Strangers in Paradise, the twenty five that that references twenty five years of 25. Strangers in Paradise, right? Yep. Which is it's not nothing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's amazing. That's pretty substantial to yeah. to be able to sustain that property without really having. A lot of new material up until this point, right? Is you know, pretty right. pretty he's amazing. Still, he still he still does everything too. He does, mm-hmm. you know, the writing, the art, um, even the know. lettering. Does he do the lettering? I believe he does. He look. I mean, he, if you he, look at it, he he's no Ed Pisker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not anybody can be Ed Pisker. But um, but I mean, you can look at the lettering. You can see that that's a part of the page, like yeah. the way he. He expresses. Mm-hmm. I can't show that that close, but he expresses uh, himself in the lettering as much as he does in the artwork. Yeah, so. I, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. You know. Yeah, yeah. It just says story and art, and then um, he has someone that does the color for the cover, and mm-hmm. that's it. So cool. yeah. I'd looked it up on like ninety three to two thousand seven was the original series. There you go. So, so ten, ten years. Ten years. Oh, ten years. Yeah. We'll give it ten. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, thought, I really nice. thought it ended like around 2000. I did too, but evidently we we were both maybe we were both from that uh, parallel dimension where it did come end in 2000. And we <laughs> nice. Vibed over into this one where it, it kept going for another seven years. The Mandela effect. Yes. <laughs> God. The Mandela. Uh, Mandela. Mandela. We come from the universe where uh, Shaq made that movie because or uh, Sinbad was in that Kazam movie. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't like, happen? <laughs> it did in our world. Yeah. <laughs> We're from Earth 8. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, uh, all right, who wants to uh, pick up the baton and keep going? I keep going. I'll go. Did you want to go, Sean? Sure. I'll go. All right, you go. I'm we'll just go around the we'll counterclockwise. Anyway. We'll go around the horn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm usually pretty quick, so... That's, oh. what, that's what they call them. Quick. <laughs> nice. Quick Atkins. <laughs> well, you, you, well, if you merge the two, it's Quackins. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So mine is Spaghetti Western by Scott Morse. And it's kind of, it's a graphic novel, but it's like one and done. It has... It's... Um, basically, it... <laughs> I had it all in my mind again, yeah. and I'm doing the same thing I always do when I ramble. Those pesky brain thoughts. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I literally... Anyway, it's about a robbery that goes wrong with uh, two people. One's, like, young, and the other one's old. And um, they're dressed up in cowboy gear. So in the beginning of the book, you really don't know what's happening. And... Um, but eventually, like, it just so, kind of goes wrong. So, let, so right off the bat, though, I, I hear spaghetti western. I think old west. Is it an old west, or is it no? It's it? actually modern day. Okay. So that was the kind of the part where I kind of wasn't sure where the story was going. Yeah. Because even I was like, well, what present? It like and literally it starts out present day. Yeah. Any town, any small town USA. So I was like, all right. But it's like these two people stroll into this town on a horse. And there's cars going by them and saying, oh, hey, what are you, part of a parade or something? <laughs> and it's like this old man. And the other one kind of looks like Clint Eastwood. Oh, nice. Like young Clint Eastwood. Hmm. The old man doesn't really resemble anybody other than he's super duper old. So what you eventually find out is that they were both in the hospital together. They actually shared the same hospital room. And... They never gave their names, so that was actually kind of... Oh. When I was re-looking uh, at it to write down my notes, I never caught on when I first read it, but now I kind of caught on that 
they both have no names. The man with oh, no name. Oh, that's awesome. Very. That's a that's that's a nice yeah, nice homage to the uh, to the, those Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's actually this the old man's dying wish to kind of relive a spaghetti western where they rob a bank and they get away with the money because nice. he has cancer, so he doesn't have much to live for. And the old, and uh, the young guy, he is broke, as far as I can tell. But he's a storyboardist that kind of got blinded, but they never really say. But you kind of can tell that he can't go back to doing storyboards for a living because his eyes are just no good. Mm-hmm. But just enough where he can kind of function, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yeah. I mean, overall, I mean, the story goes for like a bunch of twists and turns. Is it a is it a new book or is it something that's been out for a while? I looked it up. Fortunately, it's been from like two thousand three. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was just looking it up. It's it's kind of old. That's what not to interrupt, but it's now that we're deep into like history of the internet. When I look yeah. up an article on like CBR dot com, it's like fourteen years ago. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I thought you only read things from 1975 or earlier. <laughs> well, I decided to branch out. Yeah, it's a new release. Well, yeah, it technically it would That's be a awesome. new release. <laughs> well, I was I was telling uh, uh, yeah, that son. <laughs> I was telling Jared on the way up here that when you just messaged me, Spaghetti Western, that you were going to talk about that. I was like, okay, I've never heard of that. So I I googled it. I just I, I typed in. Spaghetti Western comic. Whatever you, you read, I did not find that at all. <laughs> oh. I found, I found a Kickstarter of a uh, a project that was fully funded about two years ago. That had uh, it was called like Outlander or Out Something colon uh, a Spaghetti Western compilation or a Spaghetti Western whatever. But it was it was but. It was a comic hmm. with the word Spaghetti Western in it. And I thought, well, maybe this is something he found and or maybe something he backed or maybe he knows this person. So I thought we were going to be talking about like some uh, some Kickstarter project. But you threw me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was um, last month I was trying to uh, I was buying Soul Wind by Scott Morris mm-hmm. and surfing uh amazon i saw that and it was like five bucks so i was like yeah i'll give it a try i mean it's five bucks and i've always seen it and but i never heard much about it so i was like all right yeah (laughs) yeah i haven't i kind of forgot about scott morse so did i but i've I've been kind of trying to clean out a lot of my bookshelf and there's like that one book i try to hold on to and it's soul wind Mm -hmm. and it was kind of going to be like you know that one book where I kind of wanted to try to build it up because it's I think it's like six volumes, and I have like number four, but it's so standalone you don't really need the others. And then this year, or I guess last year, I just kind of got tired of it. And I was like, you know what? Instead of trying to go to brick and mortar stores, I'll just buy it online. And you know, I found it online. First of all, how dare you, sir? <laughs> None of us ever buy anything online. Yeah. Well, we all go to comic book stores. <laughs> after travel t- after long ten and years far. of looking. None of us ever read digital comics on our iPads. <laughs> nice under the shade of darkness. <laughs> well, after ten years of looking, I was like, yeah, okay, I, I can't find it in yeah. Pittsburgh, and I'm not going to travel anywhere else. So. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I still use a rotary phone. Nice. You, just, you always dread when the, the number has zero in it, so you're just like, zero. Wait. Do, 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 do. You know, I, I asked Jared for a ride. He showed up on a, with a horse and carriage. and you know. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it took us three days to get here. I was clean shaven. <laughs> yeah. I hate to tell you this, Jared, but you drive really slow anyway, so I, oh, can, I can see you. Wow. Oh, oh, Sean's yeah. fired. Uh-oh. <laughs> I can't say you anything do. because he's my ride. So <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Jared, I think you drive the, exceptionally uh, well. Yeah. He's a fine driver. The, the Penn Trafford Police Department would uh, care to differ, as would the 
Uh, oh, did you go doing? like a mile above the speed limit? I got. I was doing twice. <laughs> I was doing fifty-four and a twenty-five. You rogue! And it was Whoa. probably it was probably like a school zone in the middle of the day. <laughs> it was residential, and there was a construction zone. He was, he was driving through. Uh, a, he was driving through the Thanksgiving Day parade. You know, <laughs> yeah. I got off with a warning. Wow, that nice. was that was that's surprising. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I cashed in my privilege. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was your, oh jeez. That was your get out of jail free card. Yeah. No, I did get uh, busted on twenty two a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. I was doing like seventy and fifty five. Oh yeah, I, I didn't get away with that one. Yeah. Oh. So drive slow. That's right? that's confessional with uh, comic book. Pit. Yeah. <laughs> I we got records here at the pit. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. I would say something about having good luck in driving, but I'm not because I still have to drive back home. <laughs> and I don't want to take watch it. it. Yeah. Don't tempt karma. Yeah, the day's still young. We are yeah. live. Yeah, we are live. Yeah. Um, I guess going back to the book to wrap it up, I liked it. Overall, the story was really great. Uh it just seemed a little short, only because I mean, yeah, it was single panels for each page. Yeah. But it just seemed like when I was done, I was like, man, I kind of wish there was a little bit more. Not even so much like more after, just more in between. Like so I kind of wish there was like more to the story, or maybe oh, more panels. So maybe yeah, the format yeah. was kind of restricted How, in that yeah. way. How long would you say, like, was it thick? Was it like a, like a 48 page or a 96 or how, how? I think maybe like 120. Oh, okay. And every page was one panel. So it was like every page was a splash page, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like in a weird, um, format, like a rectangle. So it was more of like widescreen. That was, oh, weird. So it was like in the middle of the page. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing at the top and the bottom. Nope. Whoa. It was kind of cool, too. That's the part I kind of dug, too, because it was like, looked like a movie screen. Ooh. So was it in proper book format, or was it like a Garfield collection looking thing? <laughs> Garfield collection. Garfield, <laughs> most right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Garfield hates Mondays. <laughs> Scott Morse hates traditional comic book formats. <laughs> but loves lasagna. That's right. And kicking dogs off tables. <laughs> Scott Morris hates Odie. <laughs> and is threatened by Nermal. <laughs> Nermal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Okay. We're, we're just going down a rat hole. A, a sad Garfield rat hole. <laughs> and now I feel like we're back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is the comic book pit I remember. The pit. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I might have a few U.S. Acres references in me if we keep plumbing this. Oh, U.S. <laughs> Acres. Wow, that's <laughs> really good go. in there, man. Wait, you, why don't I? U.S. Acres. Why don't US I? Acres it was in the like, cartoon. Yeah. Oh. Was it a strip, too, or is it just a... Uh, I it was like it was like a farm. Cartoon. Was it like it a was, farm? Yeah. It was the Arbuckle Farm. Yeah. Oh, oh was that? That's was right. That? Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I just All right, remember these We're dumb animals. On We're the done. Farm. We're closing yes. the shop. We're done. <laughs> once we once we hit the Garfield references. <laughs> All right. Well, Jared, your punishment is you have to you 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 have to give us your next right. book. I read Garfield Treasury Edition. <laughs> <number 17. laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> and he bought it online. <laughs> I pirated it. Oh, it was a torrent. Nice. <laughs> No, I've been reading um, Mr. Miracle, not just the new Mr. Miracle by uh, King and Way, but um, or uh, Gerard, excuse me, King George. Uh, I was also been reading the Kirby Ooh. Mr. Miracle. I picked up, you know, with Kirby's Centennial, they've been doing all these re-releases of everything, like in full trade, like oh, complete runs. You, you got that new that new print, that new collection, yes, with the nice col- like the color cover and everything. Yes, yeah, yes, it's I want to get that. Those I, would look nice. It's very nice. I uh, I got it from uh, our friend Bill Boyshell down at Copacetic. Oh, very Polo nice. Show. <laughs> cool. Very nice. And um, I'm not done with it. I've been working through it. And it's it's been a blast reading that original Mr. Miracle run while also reading the new Mr. Miracle run. 
every month. Has anybody else been reading the new Mr. Miracle? Um, I read the first couple of issues. I'm, okay. I really enjoyed it, but I just got behind on it, so I'll probably go back and... The, the new Mr. Miracle run is next-level stuff. Yeah. I mean, the hype is real regarding this book. It's just... I, I can't even try... I'm not going to try and do a recap because it's a lot to... Well, you know, it's like what Tom King has been doing with these, like, C-list characters like The Vision, like that 12-issue Vision series I remember you loving Marvel. that, yeah. That was... Like, if, if there's going to be ever a quintessential vision story, it's going to be that one. Um, so I feel like this maybe won't take the, like, Mr. Miracle. I mean, there's always going to be the Kirby Mr. Miracle. But I feel like for the modern day, this is a good, you know. Well, and that's what's been so cool about reading this new one and then reading the original Mr. Miracle run is you see the bleed over, like the, the reverence given to the Kirby Mr. Miracle and then to see to read that and to read this new one like oh this is the same characters and this is like the you know where they're at now it's been a blast like the old school miracles are fun it's so episodic like every issue he's like it starts out with him like training to do some escape trick and then some random uh, antagonist shows up and then they get drawn into some adventure of some sort and it all just wraps up and it's just so imaginative and the characters are so colorful it's just so, so fun to read mm-hmm. and then to see what's happening now with the, the character and how it's so introspective in a character study and realize like oh these are these same characters just like now and I've seen like uh, preview art of upcoming issues from Mitch George and he's you know he's shown it on like Instagram or whatever and it was like um, was it uh, Sean Atkins help me out what's the sword lady's name again from it's the female Barda. well Barda's like his lady oh. and then from the Fury the other from the other female Furies there's uh, something with a B and there's like Mad Harriet and Stompa and oh, I, see, I never I never knew any of their names yeah, yeah. And it's all fresh in my mind because I sort of fresh there's one that has like a sword and she's kind of uh, she's, she's of the female Furies she's like the Ringo no nah, man, I'd be, it's been a minute since I read yeah, Mr. I Mr. Miracle. So someone out there's like like someone's screaming at their <laughs> telling at us their, that I'm opposing their device right yeah. now. But no, and that and so it's just cool to see like all this. That's what's cool, cool about the Kirby is just the imagination of it, just run wild, mm-hmm. and the mythos of it. And it sort of makes me want to go back and read like New Gods and to get that other stuff too, and just to see the rest of that. And how that all plays out, but have you gotten the Funky Flashman yet? Oh yeah, I've read about Funky Flashman. It's awesome because Funky Flashman is in the new series as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, Glorious Godfrey yeah. is in the new series. Like all of those characters are there, and they're just sort of—it's all played like straight, if you will. It's just part of the world, and it's just the new series is because it's, it's all like nine-panel grids. Like every page is like a nine-panel grid. So it's mm-hmm. very. If anything, if you were reading on a device, I'm curious how that would read because it's like the perfect size of a screen. You could just thumb through huh. it. Um, but it's just, like I said, I don't want to do recaps or anything because it's such a complex story and it's not done yet. But it's just really well done. It's just very different from anything you'd see. And it's sort of in that same vein of like the imagination run amok, like what Kirby was doing back in the day. And there's this sort of read that like innocent. Scott Freed, he's like, oh, here's the trick this week. And Oberon's like, oh, how are you getting out of it, Scott? And he's like, I'm out of it, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then to see this very kind of dark, this very human-esque story that they're telling now. Cause, I mean, the, the series opens with him slashing his wrists, like trying to escape life. So. Yeah, yeah, that was like his, his ultimate smokes. trick was, yeah, escaping death. Yeah. He escaping death. I said yeah. life. Like, yeah. Well. That won't be easy. Yeah, escaping. Well, death. who knows? Maybe he was trying to escape yeah. life by you know killing himself. So that's a little. That's a little yeah. deep. It is Perhaps. very deep. It's yeah. a little dark. <laughs> so that's why I've been enjoying that. And then once I'm done with that, I did pick up uh, the the demon. Ooh, oh yeah, well. yeah. They got the demon series. So nice. that'll be next. I've been digging it. That's the one cool. series I've been wanting to try to read for yeah, a minute. Me too. And and so I just it was like a late week at the comic shop, and so I went back to the shelves. I'm like, do they have this new one? Because these one this this new run of like these Kirby collections are just fantastic. The quality is great. It's whole series collected together. It's like if you ever wanted to like get into it and couldn't find the right one that does it for you, like these are it. So I mean, then circle back 
to Mr. Miracle. I'm trying. I don't even know if it's collected the like Engelhart Rogers run from the late seventies that like continued the numbering from the Kirby series. Do you know anything about that? No. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I I know the continuation like from the original Kirby series, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's been collected. I couldn't not. find it. I looked no, all I over it was online. Canceled after that. It was, and then like in the late seventies, they brought it back and they resumed yeah. the numbering. Oh. And it's like Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers for like the first three, four yeah. issues, and then I see like Michael Golden <laughs> takes over the artwork well, on it. And because hmm. the, the funny thing, um, a few months ago, I bought a random Mister Miracle issue from that Kirby era because just because I liked the cover, and then I actually read it, and I'm like, this is a fantastically fun issue, and like. They get married. Dark Side shows up. Yes, all that stuff. I have that same issue. Well, too. And, and then I didn't realize that's the last, the last that's list, yeah. the last yeah. issue of that series. I just assumed that Mister Miracle went on for at least a couple dozen issues, or, but no, it ended. It was was it like eighteen? Eighteen, I think. Yeah, eighteen. And then yeah, and then I was looking, I think, on like Comic Book DB, and I saw that, like what you said that it picks up like a second volume with yeah. new creators. Yeah, and it resumes the number. It's like 19, I think, through 25. Yeah. I found a lot of them on eBay. It was like 65 bucks. And it was like it was like maybe like a, a year or two in between? I think it was like... Was it longer? I think maybe like three or four years. Okay. Because it's like the Kirby's like early 70, 70s, and then this okay. other one's like, like later, like 77, 78, I think. And um, yeah, I said, yeah, 65 bucks was... Yeah, a little steep for... <laughs> yeah, a little tough to justify right now, but the artwork... Like, some of it looks so beautiful because it's, like, late 70s, and I think one page I saw was, like, a Michael Golden page, and it just had this, like, very much of its time, late 70s, like, European influence oh, nice. look on the aesthetic, and I was like, wow, this is gorgeous. But I was like, yeah, 65 bucks for, like, what, seven, six issues. It's nice. big. A little much. Yeah. I got, I, yeah. I got a house. I got a puppy. I got a <laughs> puppy. Got to eat. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of puppy chow. It's a lot of puppy chow. <laughs> and I can't, I can't just be like, like, yeah, I wanted to get like seven issues from it's like four De- years ago. Dexter, I know you're hungry, but look at this. This look, look, look at this, at this beautiful yeah, like this, European this influence awesome. art. This look is a this. DC Mr. comic Miracle. from the like 70s. <laughs> like this is unheard of. Like this level of craftsmanship and this type of work. You need to appreciate that. Your stomach will take care of itself. <laughs> nice. All right. So is that all you? Yeah, that's all for I that to the table. That's all right. So, I um, I was going to talk about, and actually I was going to talk about this on our last episode. We kind of ran long, and we had a lot to cover already, yeah. so I put it on the back burner. But, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I want to. I, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Young Blood Volume One what? trade paperback. The re, it's called the Return, but it's not the. Um, it's it's the new it's the new volume of Youngblood. Oh well, it's not. Ooh. It's it's not well, anything. I've been reading this. There's no. Have you? Okay. Yes. It's good. I do like it very much. It's really good. Um, now, I'm sorry. I'm not called the Return. It's called Reborn. I'm sorry. I misspoke. And it's um, by it's from Image, of course, and it's uh, written by Chad Bowers and art by Jim. I guess his name is pronounced Toe, but it's like T O W E. So if it's okay. toe or toey or yeah. whatever, toe sounds good. But I remember, I remember picking up issue one when it first came out, like last year, and I think I even talked about it on one of our episodes. But I didn't think much about it after that. I thought the first issue was like, ah, oh, it's okay, whatever, and I never read it again or read any other issues. But to be fair, this is the sixth volume of Young of Youngblood. So I, I went back because Youngblood is not like it, it's not strong. Like it's not a strong brand as far as like no. comics. Like no, it, it's unreliable. Don't let anybody to, tell you different. Right. <laughs> to, to, to be to be blunt and to be fair, it's unreliable. Yeah. So I, I did a little bit of research. Ah. Okay. Volume one came was ninety two through ninety four, ten issues with Image. Okay, that was that was the image boom, yeah. right? 
volume two, 95 and 96. Um, it, it was uh, 10 issues through image. Weirdly jumped to number 14. What? And and went to, and that's when Leafield started his maximum press. Oh, okay. Like, number 14? Yeah, there was no, there were no issues 11, 12, or 13. That sounds like maybe it was a mini, there had to be some, you know, like a crossover with something, maybe. It, maybe not. They did it, it's probably good not to think too much about this I one. would, I would agree with that, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be like Gen 13 Young Bulleters, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know, there, I mean, maybe there, I'm sure there's a story behind it yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, volume 3. 1998, two issues. Oh yeah. Mm. Issue one had 12 covers. Was that? And that was that came out through Awesome Entertainment. Was that the Alan Moore one? It did might. He do I think one of those? Um, he did something. I thought no, he, I you know Supreme. you know what he did he did Supreme and I he did. No, I'm thinking of Grant but Morrison. It was, Grant that, Morrison I and Jim Lee it, did like two issues of Wildcats, and it was supposed to be this epic relaunch, and then it was like ah, it's over. Now, to be, to be <laughs> fair, the Alan Moore Supreme is crazy good. That was, yeah. There's yeah. like two volumes out of that, like thick volumes of Supreme that yeah. are, I would recommend. It's like Alan Moore and Chris Sprouse. Oh, wow. Like okay. really good. Yeah. It's game changing. Okay. Um, but, so volume four, so he, so there were, there's a 10 year gap between volume three and volume four, <laughs> 2008 through 2009, 10 issues that he went back to image for that one. Okay. Okay. Volume 5, 2012 to th- through 2013, eight issues. He did the thing where he went back to his original <coughs> numbering. So those were issues 71 through 78. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Is that as if it never stopped? So that, you know how Marvel like Whoa. or Marvel and DC, he, like, he they'll, they'll collect everything that went up to that point, yeah. no matter how many different volumes or iterations, and then they're like, oh, Captain America is now at issue 695. Yeah. Right. That's what he did. But if, if every volume was like Boy. 10 issues, 10 issues, 2 issues, it doesn't – how did he get to 70? Yeah. That's a great question. Maybe one day we'll have him on and we can ask. Yeah. <laughs> I still have his email address. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now that brings us to the present, volume 6, 2017 to current. It's actually still going. Nice. It's, um, I think right. it's up to issue 9. Eight, I eight, think. eight. Yeah. I've been getting it monthly. No, you're right because the because the 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 trade is the first six issues, and then yeah, issues seven and eight I read individually. Um, it's just a really good book. It, it really took me by surprise. Uh, I wasn't expecting much more than oh, it's the old characters meets a team of new characters, um, but they managed to take elements from the past like. Story elements and characters and villains from past issues right. and past volumes, and they weave in new characters and new ideas and like really cement it in the modern day with like apps and social yeah, media. Yeah, that whole subplot of that first arc is yeah, the, it's like the superhero app. It's like Uber but for superheroes, yeah, like called Help. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> um, but it was a really compelling story. It was. It was fun, but it was like it, it. It wasn't all like flash. There was actually some substance to it. No, absolutely. And I, you know, I did not. My backstory with Young Blood, my history with Young Blood, is probably like the first three issues of the Liefeld run yeah. from '92 mm-hmm. for you know right. that image boom, and that's it. Right. But reading these books, like it does enough to end the exposition give you what you need to understand like where everybody is at now like the team's long broken uh, up there yeah. was some like consp- I, um well there, it was like drama of some sort that so it recognizes the time oh yeah, yeah going like by diehard's now the president yep and yeah bad rock is um like, so bad rock oh, wow. bad oh, rock yeah. is a i wrote it down he's a warden of sorts like uh he works for the government for the president and he basically keeps watch of all the Youngblood stuff. Like, all their equipment, all their gear, their vehicles, like... Okay. I I, I think that's kind yeah, of... It's a little more in-depth than I was paying attention yeah. to. I just knew there was some relationship between Bad Rock and Die Hard. And but, he, but he's also helping the new team, yeah. even though he's not supposed to be. So basically, like, the, like the Youngblood currently is just... They were, they were kind of revealed to be 
just a bad, not like bad guys, but like corruption or something. Yeah, there was some, there was some sort of there was a lot of problems. Happened. Yeah, yeah, okay. th- yeah. We haven't really seen what happened, but like I don't know if that happened in one of those previous volumes. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. So, but I, but I don't need to know. I just need to know that something happened. Right. And like the the a team of young boys like Persona non grata now with the public and everything and so yeah I mean basically what happened is is secondary to yeah. to what's going on you don't need to know what happened in order to follow the current story exactly um who oh uh, the other original character uh, Shaft is in it yes and he's he's in prison because he refused to retire after the whole debacle. With Youngblood. So he's basically been imprisoned. Um, Vogue is like the first lady. First lady yeah, right. He's married to <laughs> President Die Hard. Nice. <laughs> and <laughs> she's funny. the first lady. Like she's inactive. They're all basically inactive, but they, they kind of um, give Shaft like a temporary pardon because there's this new group of heroes using the Youngblood name and they, they're uh, trying to lock it down. And uh, But there's more to it than that. Um, it's it was just surprisingly good. I, I I went in with zero expectations, and I came out of it reading a new book. Yeah, it, it's exactly yeah. It, it's very well done. And I don't know. If, did you know this? Like the artist that was discovered on Twitter. I, yeah, I, I remember like, that. That's that's one of the reasons why I picked up that book in the first place. Yeah, because I you thought, remember, I, yeah, I remember seeing the artist like tweet like, "Here's just my for fun redesigns in life." It was like DM me. Yeah, I have an offer. Yeah, and that's how it came. And it's about. pretty good. His the, the art's pretty good. I mean, it's it's. I, I feel like maybe the first couple issues were a little wonky in some places, but by the end, it was it's pretty solid. And he, and he's still going like no breaks. Mm-hmm. He's he's done all eight issues. Oh yeah, the art nice. the the team on it has been consistent throughout. Yeah. And they did. Um, there's a little backdoor continuation of the what was that? Blood strike. Is that the, the Deadpool ripoff character that Lifeboat was doing like two years yeah, ago? Yeah, like I think they Was that in the trade? Did they put that stuff into the trade? Because in the single issues, there was like backup stories that were a continuation of the. They are. Yeah, there? I think I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. <laughs> the one was like two pages. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this is a continuation. Well, do you, I don't know if I don't know who was on the show at the time, except for I mean, I know Scott was yeah. definitely there, but when. We or maybe and maybe Jared, maybe you were there, but remember there wasn't like they brought Bloodstrike back out and they brought it back up to its original number, like what it would have been again. It was like issue sixty five or something, or and it was like this really terrible issue, and it ish, it had ended with like the villainess holding like a severed penis inside oh, yeah. of, like a jar of formaldehyde <laughs> yeah. or something, and it looked like it looked like the like the worm from like. Beetlejuice or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> and I think that only that only came out like a couple of it. I mean, yeah. I yeah. basically hate read that issue <laughs> with you know like, no expectations of it, and it was pretty awful. Yeah, that was one where I just had to be like, okay, this is what it is, and I yeah. just sort of I enjoyed it for I had to get over my own everything, personal <laughs> taste, expectations. Whatever I'm like, all right, this is just a check your brain at the door type of comic book, and it's just that balls out type of kinetic art, stupid yeah. action, and it's. I think it was self aware. I think it was a self aware type book too. At least that's what I told myself. There's, <laughs> <laughs> they know what this is and what it isn't, mm-hmm. so that I hope my enjoyment of it because I was collecting those. As individual issues as well. I was like, whatever, I'll stick with this. Because then it was like this, like, Batman and analog character and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I get, assuming this is tongue-in-cheek, I can get in with it. I, I can get down with that, and I can stick yeah. with this. But it stopped. It was like three issues, and it yeah, just disappeared. It, it didn't last very long. No. And then they did, like, these backup stories and the Youngblood issues that were, like, the first one I think was maybe was like four or eight pages, and then the second one was literally two. It was literally two pages. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like good enough. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, uh, Leefield had very little to do with this, other than like some um, variant covers. Oh, the Youngblood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, sorry, yeah. Going back to Youngblood. Um, I mean, it's still his property, but 
I, I think it was the right move to just completely turn the reins over to another team of creators. I get his covers. I have them specifically pull me <laughs> the Life Out variant covers. Nice. <laughs> cool. I feel like that's doing it right. Yeah. I think that's what you should do. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's that's something I really read and enjoyed and would – I can't believe I would recommend Youngblood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It sounds bizarre. Like, you know what's a good book in 2018? Youngblood. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who, who it's am – you know, It's never been for, a good book. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being 12 and being like, oh, this is what writers and editors are for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, anyone else got anything to talk about? Nah, I'm uh, going to hold this one. Hold it till the next time, maybe. I guess I can do another Sean exclusive of five minutes of a review. That would be great. A ramble. An exclusive. Well, you heard so it I here. just mean like a ramble no. where I did before. <laughs> no one else is a ramble. ramble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I had a chance to read Marvel 2-in-1 uh, from December of last year. So there you go. Whoa. Ooh, yeah, and I mean a 2017. Long, a long time. So this is the new Marvel 2-in-1. The now. new Marvel 2-in-1. Chip Zdarsky, Jim Chung, Marvel 2-in-1. I read it as and well. And thank you for saying his name, the artist, because I was looking at it and I'm like. That's what I'm here for. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> So, I'll be that first one through the door. I don't care. <laughs> first responder. I'm not even going to say the names down. <laughs> Whatever Jared said. <laughs> so, first of all, I'll go into that. I really haven't read any of the current Marvel books. So, I really don't know. I knew that the Fantastic Four went away. And I'll just say because of corporate mandate you know saying yeah they Disney did. they had to redistribute the multiverse yeah, yeah. That in, is in the, the world of the story that's what happened oh, that's yeah. the official reason i yeah. kind of figured but i just figured that was yeah the end you know of, disney's like yo fox uh, owns these guys we can't do nothing with yeah. them so yeah, that was the real story but within the world of the story itself what was that series called I, I secret heard, wars yeah that I was secret wars. That yeah. That's how secret wars secret wars yeah i did hear that yeah they're like reed and sue and his kids were yeah, surfing the future. Yeah, yeah. Reed Sue and the Future Foundation were all restoring Big Scott's at the multiverse. Yeah. yeah. So going into this, I kind of I didn't know what to expect, but I've been hearing good things about it. Usually from the what was it Fantastic Cast? That's another podcast by two British people. They cover like all Fantastic Four starting from 1961 hmm. to nice. current. They're actually in the year of 77. Wow. And they decided to take a break and do the new two in one. So, and it has the thing, Ben Grimm. That's cool. Um, it kind of starts out with him recapping what the Fantastic Four is. You know, obviously, you got to catch all the kids that haven't read Fantastic Four. Um, and it, it opens up with the thing saying like a speech and keeping it short for, um, forget what it was for. It was it's like, like some, some dinner, some event yeah. that, because he's still like the face of whatever, like the charitable arm of Fantastic Four Incorporated. Right, because, or, yeah, because Ben and Johnny actually didn't go. They just came back. Yeah, they came back. Yeah, the, yeah. but the, the other ones are. And the world busy. thinks that they died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, Spider-Man shows up late, of course, and a ripped <laughs> up tux and tells, uh, Ben, hey man, or hey Ben, you got to help Johnny out. He's kind of he's kind of on suicide watch. Can you go help him out? Oh jeez. Well, he catches up with Johnny, and you know Johnny's like, "Get out of my face, man!" And you know, "You don't know me," type of stuff. And Ben, through Doctor Doom, it's kind of hodgepodging. Uh, gets kind of like this. Oh, what was it? Um, crap. What? <laughs> he gets something from Dr. Doom. Oh, yeah. Doom discovered some device left behind by Reed that only Ben can, like, activate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, from there, he hooks up with Johnny to find out what the, more about this, like, another device that Reed left for him. And the clue is, 
go to our first adventure. Oh. So they go to Monster Island. So I'm like all about that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to visit Monster yeah. Island. That's cool, man. Because, I mean, anywhere that's called Monster Island has to be cool. Yeah. So they go there and they kind of do like a quick tussle with the mole man. And they actually throw in like some like old character. Yeah. Like old so characters. you read the like, first two issues. <laughs> Yes. Yes, I did too. I just read the second oh, issue I think, last two? night. Yeah, yeah so you did. did. Yeah, you read. I got oh, all the I first in the two by accident. Yeah. Oh. Well, because what he does, it was, so Ben's trying to talk Johnny down. Who did you read it to, Scott? I didn't read this. No, I didn't. So even and know. so Ben. So um, the message Reed leaves for Ben is here's like the key to the multiverse. I like, keep exploring. This is what we would do. Like he's, it's one of those like if you're seeing this, that means I'm dead. Oh yeah. So Ben tries to recruit Johnny just to talk him back down like sean was saying and johnny's so far gone because johnny's also finally he's losing his powers so ben lies to him and says that they're still alive and this is how we will get them back just to sort of pick up his spirits so yeah then they go to monster island the site of their first oh yeah i thought of you (laughs) as soon as i saw that i was all in i was just like oh wow they threw that in but then you really find out that the first adventure with ben and reed was them basically punking Doom before Doom became <laughs> oh, back in before college. they were oh okay. did it, did it yeah. blow your mind when it said that they were like in college in 1998 yes yes <laughs> I was kind of like are you saying that they're my age now yeah so like <laughs> so like Reed so Reed Richards is like 40 40 like oh, so assume 1998 well, he's probably maybe 20 to 22 let's say 22 because Ben's still in college with him too so yeah I'll, I'll bump it up and say 22 i assume ben has a bachelor's and reed probably went to school a little longer but so let's say they're 22 that would make it what 76 so like either reed way. richards is like 42 years old and was just, yeah that kind of hurts that was weird like, man i was a senior in high school when this was happening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was gonna say as a 40 something though the you gotta you know the the gray the gray on the sides of your head is is a possibility yeah, at that age, well, a little, yeah. little gamma bombardment. Yeah, cosmic yeah, yeah. or cosmic. So, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I think that's how they explain it now. He had is the gamma rays that mess up oh. his hair. Oh, okay. So. Well, you remember in the first X Men movie, that's how that's how Rogue got her white her white stripes yeah. from Magneto's manipulation. Yeah, she right. absorbed. Yeah, she absorbed his follicles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, it's like, huh? Uh, yeah. All right. Actually, that's exactly that where my mind went. In the movie, they did the same thing with the uh, Fant- or with Reed Richards. You know, it was like all those rays pelting his hair. I guess just that once, just those two spots. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, his temple. Some things don't need explained. Yes, yeah. believe it or not, be. I was I was watching Fantastic Four today, um, the two thousand five Jessica year. Alba. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, that, yeah. That's like movie? an ABC family movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what channel was on, wasn't it? It was on sci fi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was with that movie up until, or the whole Doom thing in that movie turned me off. Yeah. See, I didn't, and mind, then, I didn't mind Doom in that I mean, movie. I, well, only because I figured it's an origin story. Yeah, you got to show Doom's face. Yeah. I don't, I didn't like the idea that. They were kind of merging his origin with yeah. the Fantastic Four origin, but I was like, "All right, for the sake of movie, sure, whatever." What really kind of made me mad was the sequel because they showed his face again. I'm sorry, I, it, to me. Oh Doom, right, he just came back like he was like, "Oh, I found a way yeah. to." No, it was Silver Surfer that healed him. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, it's like he meets up with Silver it's Surfer and jumps Surfer. down your throat with that. <laughs> yeah. Ow! Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm to when it comes to Doom, I love Doom. Doctor yeah. Doom is one of my favorites. Yeah, and yeah, you never show Doom's face in the comics. You never saw Doom's right. face, or at least in the Kirby. Mm-hmm. Right, run. it was always never, shadowed. Yeah, yeah, it was always shadowed. Yeah. and you always figured that he looks like Pizza Face. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so horrible he can't even look at it. Yeah. And so I was kind of mad. Like in the second and the first one, I was like, "All right, you got to show it." You know, he's starting to get a scar, so he dons the mask, and he gets more ugly by time. And he <laughs> even showed it in the second one that he was like this really ugly person. He was always in shadow, and I kind of dug that. And then he meets up with Silver Surfer. Surfer shoots like some sort of beam at him and <laughs> heals him. <laughs> and then he's walking around with no mask. I'm like, "No, you're dumb. No, this is dumb." <laughs> I think the only cool part was when he 
dons the mask like like seventy five percent in the movie, right? And, you know, and he has like the board, and so he's like doing all. Well, this yeah, cool the, stuff. this yeah, the mm-hmm. second movie that was the best part of it was that Doom was still the baddest dude, even though Galactus was showing yeah. up. Doom still was like, I can manipulate this situation and make it my own. Exactly. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah, he's an awesome villain in that. Yeah. And Galactus was a cloud, so <laughs> you know, let's and never I, forget. And the less said about that, the better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, at that time, I kind of just accepted some of those because, I mean, what, superhero movies as a whole were just kind of like a few and far between, and mm-hmm. you never knew that they're going to just be that fad that, you know, I, You know, we out. think that, but if you look back, they've been like one a year for like the last 25 years. Like, that's that's crazy. If not longer. It's, I think really someone had like, said it was Batman 89. Like from then on, it was like a superhero movie. From then on, I was I was gonna say, <laughs> well, I'm trying to make. It, I don't know how to do sign language, yeah. but I was. I feel like we're starting to switch into the conversation. We're, we're, we're oh, this back. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Back. yeah. I'll bring this back. But basically, yeah, back to Marvel two, two and one. one. Yeah, it was really good. I was a little lost a few spots only because I didn't read any of the Secret War, and I mean. Yeah, just about that. Art was great. I was actually kind of mm-hmm. glad they got Jim Chung. Jim Chung. Oh, he's he's good. Jim Chung's awesome. Like I liked his stuff when he was on. Um, I haven't read too many comics by him, but I was always seeing his artwork pop up here and there, like in the old Wizards he, when mm-hmm. he was at um, Cross Gen. Yeah, mm. he so. did uh, Young Avengers. Yeah, he I did think. Young Avengers for That's a while. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. The Children's Crusade. Yeah. Series. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. is some top notch stuff. Yep. Yeah, he's very good, especially yep. when you see like where he came. If you look at his work like twenty years ago, and it was very much like of that of the time. That, yeah, yeah it wasn't it wasn't bad, but you could tell it was still like young. Yeah, he yeah. Was still but working what he's on it. Become is he's an old his damn own put me on camera. What he's become is <laughs> magnifique. <laughs> he is magnifique. <laughs> How do you say? But yeah. As you can see, based on the first issue, I read the second issue, and I'll probably read the third. Nice. It was really good. Yeah, I'm cool. guessing that this is probably going to be a rotating, at least art team, on this book. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I, I mean, probably well, after this storyline of, I imagine they're probably going to get the Fantastic Four back together and probably relaunch their title. And, you know. Yeah, as soon as this sale gets approved, yeah. the systems go. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, you know, and, and Jim Chung, I mean, he's... I feel like he's at the place now where he is a guy that will launch a book, and then, like, like you yeah. said, after like the first arc, it'll be he'll jump ship and they'll bring well, that, someone else in. That's the new Marvel method. Yeah, mm-hmm. here's yeah. three from someone awesome, and then here's the right. rest from and, someone, <laughs> and here's a crapshoot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe not new. <laughs> maybe just the same old Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. All right. Well. Um, so we're looking at Big Ben, yeah. watching Jared cheese for the camera. Uh, so um, I guess we can uh, we can start wrapping it up. We're at an hour plus. So that's good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, anything uh, else comic related? Want to mention real quick before we sign out? Sure. Uh, locally, for people who are curious, um, picks the Pittsburgh Indie Comics Expo. Uh, will be skipping 2018. It's official, but fear not, fear not, because it will be back in 2019. Details will be coming in the next couple months, but uh, things still to be hashed out. But it is, can be officially, officially confirmed. Um, no 2018, but definitely there will be a 2019. Uh, cool version of picks. Sweet, very nice. All right, that's all we got. Okay, cool. Well. On that note, we'll just wrap this one up. This has been Comic Book Pit, episode 263. I'm Dan. And I'm Scott. I'm Sean. I'm Jared. (laughs) And he's cheesing. (laughs) You know you don't have to say your name when the camera's on you, right? (laughs) All right. It's kind of fits the mobile audio. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next week. See you. Bye. Bye.